Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 21 of Amateur Hour. Very exciting episode we have planned for you guys today. A lot of playoff talks and a lot of frustration. Remember last week how we were angry? Well, I'm a little bit angry again. We're just getting fired up over here. There's a lot to talk about. So as we dive in, we're going to start with our weekly highs. The weekly highs. So my weekly high this week for sports is that the NBA playoffs have begun, which is very exciting. This is one of my personal favorite times of year. I've been watching a lot of basketball. It's just cool to see these teams compete. It's cool to see players take it to the next level. It's not cool to see referees being wildly inconsistent, and it's not cool to see fans being jerks. But we're going to talk more about that later. Just in general, I just wanted to share my excitement with that. We have a lot of playoff talk coming. Before that, my personal weekly high is that right now, I have a big glass of none other than chocolate milk, which is one of my favorite all-time beverages, which Shreyas just told me to put salt in. I I did. I did. I don't know if you know, like when you put, like, that's why salted chocolate works because the salt brings out the sweetness of the chocolate. That's why sweet and salt works. Like if you get like the, the Nature Valley, like sweet and salt granola bars and stuff like that's yeah. why it works because peanut butter and whatever is sweet like works so i was like put a pinch like not too much don't go high blood pressure on me as well as my exact <laughs> words put a pinch at the top and it'll bring out the flavor of the chocolate milk and i don't you know, know if you tried it is it work? i just i just tried it. i just took a big fat sip and i'm not gonna lie it tastes good yeah. but but i don't know how much the salt is done because i don't have regular unsalted chocolate milk for me for reference <laughs> But I'm gonna say that it 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 tastes good. Yeah, you can it tastes you good. Can, you can you know change you know like you do with your mic. You can change the levels a little bit. You know. Mm, yeah, okay. add a little bit more cholesterol in there. Yeah, <laughs> good. Get get my blood pressure up. <laughs> Is this the key to a long life? Is this this chocolate milk? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you put salt in your chocolate milk, I think you live like ten years older than you normally would. Okay, that's yeah. good. Well, what is it? It's like if you spend like six hours on the internet per day, you like shorten your lifespan by that. If you've ever had one cigarette, you shorten your lifespan by like five years. All that's is, oh, right. right. Isn't that stuff true? I, I would hope so. Because I mean, I've been fed that information. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, real talk though, I knew it was my mom's aunt's sister. So very loosely related, but she lived to be 96 and she said that she had a great life. Like she did not look 96 at all, but she <laughs> said the key to her longevity was not driving. Like she never drove. She always had Yo, people give her rides. She just never drove. And honestly, honestly, that's like, that's kind of real talk because stress from driving. Insane. Sometimes it can be insane. It can be insane. Yeah. The road rage is a real thing. Yeah. And not even road rage. It's like, you you're already getting like white knuckles when you drive. Oh my god! Or you just, just like people, yeah, holding on to the steering wheel. Like I don't I don't get white knuckles, obviously because I've been driving for a while. But like, but there are some times where I'm like, whoa, that was a close one, and that's like the only thing you can think about was like, oh, that was a close one. And so yeah, I I mm-hmm. honestly good advice, kind of. I like getting rides too. I just remember one time. See, I, I think I'm the opposite though, Shreyas, because whenever I drive so much and I just really enjoy driving, like we talked, we talked about this actually a couple episodes ago. I think it was like episode maybe around 10. We talked about how we don't have a lot to do around our hometown. So what we like to do is go out for a drive. We do like, we do like driving around. Yeah. Especially, and but if I, it's like, I enjoy that. like a city, if it's like a city, I would not want to drive all the time. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. yeah I like yeah. to drive on like back roads, like sort of right. in the evening night when less people are on. Put on uh, some yeah, tunes, absolutely. just cruise around. Absolutely. Um, but, but driving through the city, especially driving through, I think it's Hartford, Connecticut. Gives it, Worcester, oh. Massachusetts uh. and Hartford, Connecticut give uh. me the whitest of knuckles. <laughs> there was this one time where I was just driving on the highway. There was an exit. Somebody with a trailer pulled on the I, exit. I, I'm afraid of trailer, honestly, because I yeah. just don't know if they're swaying or if they're going to sway or not. Like I, 
I try to well, speed past guys with trailers because it's just not it's just dangerous, right? Just dangerous, this guy yeah. pulled off his exit, then realized it was the wrong exit, pulled back on. Trailer no. literally is about like my brother's in the side. We literally no. watch it's about to hit us. We have to pull literal evasive maneuvers and off to the side as this guy just like swings into the lane. And I he he booted it after that because I started oh, speeding up because I literally wanted to God. see who the hell this was. Yeah, you didn't and he get just, a he just booted it. No, because there was no there was no license plate on this trailer. I don't uh, know. That might be a uh, uh, mm. uh, Oh, on the trailer, I think you're, I think you're supposed to have it because it covers your actual like, actual license plate. License plate, right? Like, it's just I, people. Huh. You know, and it's tough too because in New England, a lot of people are very aggressive, yeah. or they're way too passive, and oh, sure. both of those can get you into trouble. <laughs> for sure. Well, enough about driving. Bring us into the weekly lows. <laughs> the lows. Well, you know, you know, it's funny, Max, as you mentioned that the the playoffs were a weekly high for you, and normally for me, they would be a weekly high, but. <laughs> I am just not, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I'm just not as enthusiastic about this current playoff like set right now, like or this first round, than I mm. thought I would be going into the season, like going into the play-in. And mm. then kind of seeing the product of this first round kind of, kind of giving me a downer vibe just personally. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is good. Like, it's so like, there are a couple you, series. You need, you need to you need to elaborate. What like yeah. what do you mean it's not good in terms of because so, there there I definitely have problems with a lot yeah. of it. So there but are a I couple. I hear what you think. Yeah, there are a couple series where I'm like, okay, there's some actual like nice storyline here, like the Trey Young being an asshole. Like I love it. I, I think it's great <laughs> for the game. Like, it's I quiet the, in here. Like I love the competitive spirit. I love him putting yeah. his hand out to the crowd and kind of pumping up the the mask square. I love. Spike Lee getting sad, like that's just fun to me. Like it's like it seems like the world is in balance, right? But then, like series like I don't know, Philadelphia Washington. Oh, this Clippers Dallas series. I would be more excited if Dallas was gonna blow out the Clippers. Me but too. The fact that, but the fact that the Clippers, but the fact that it's okay. The fact that Porzingis has been the way he is, and basically a, a meme at this point. Yeah, basically yeah. a meme at this point. I'm pretty sure this. <laughs> My friend showed me a stat, and it was like uh, Facundo Campazzo has more like total rebounds or averages more rebounds for this playoffs than uh, Porzingis. Porzingis? Yeah. For for reference, if people don't know Facu, he's uh, he's a new player. He's on the Nuggets. He's about I think he's about five eleven. Yeah, he's five eleven. So if that's wow. if that, I think it's from I think it's a stat mute stat, and I was like, wow, that's <laughs> pretty insane if that's true. Um, so I don't know. Now that the Clippers are back, I'm not as enthusiastic because I think that the Mavs are kind of hopeless here. Like Luca is doing everything he can. He's and yeah. If these games are gonna be kind of like lopsided at the end now. But Luca's like scoring forty is going to make me feel the same way that these Celtics games have been. Where Tatum is, I think Tatum has ninety we're gonna, points in the We're going to talk, games. yeah, and we're going to talk about the Celtics for all of you Boston stands out there. So it's just like I don't know. I'm not really hooked on to specific storylines other than maybe the Trey Young and maybe this this Lakers Sun series has been really good and it might get interesting now that Davis is injured and Paul has been injured. So it's like, yeah, I'm a fan of this series. Who who comes out on top? But like I don't know. Utah, Memphis. That Utah, Memphis <sighs> is bad for the sport. <sighs> like <sighs> it's 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 honestly the first game I watched game one, very exciting. Dylan yeah. Brooks is going off. John Morant is diamond to everybody. The Jazz look kind of lost, but they have some highlight plays. Mike Conley yeah. trying to put the team on his back without Spida. You know, all this excitement and and these people like battling it out. And and there's there's one thing though, Shreyas, that is a common denominator in all of these games. And I, I'm going to wait to talk about it until you finish your lows and we finish our next story. Right. But it's the refereeing. And I'm not yeah. going to get into it now. But for anybody who's felt any frustration with the referees, this episode is for you. So keep going. And we'll, again, I, I'm itching to talk about it, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. So just to wrap it up is like, I think this is kind of one of the bad parts of the play in game was you, now you have Memphis versus Utah where you could have had. Utah Golden State or 
yeah utah la right like basically yeah. two one seeds facing it off against each other so it's like I, although utah's Suns would it's a great series so like i think that's where it's like okay like memphis making it in and golden state having that one or two bad games kind of hurting this first round more than i thought it would even though the play-in was like exciting i was like whoa golden state is out like that's crazy but now i'm feeling the after effects of it i'm like i'm not really excited about this series right Right. so that was my personal it's my my overall feelings about the playoffs i just don't feel enthusiastic sad boy i'm sad boy moments right now about my sport about the sports love and i thought this was funny that this happened right after we recorded our last our last cast it's uh er how everyone is kind of down bad or all the all the parties involved are down bad after this julio jones situation so julio jones dude this is crazy this is crazy right now i'm listening i'm listening julio jones got a call from shannon sharp live on undisputed so shannon shannon and skip are talking they're having a normal conversation as they do debate fake or not we can debate that too <laughs> with skip's worst takes of all time this guy just gets paid to say the wrong thing i it's swear all, to god it's so it's bad it's bad <laughs> i don't want i wouldn't watch it. honestly i wouldn't watch it for any anything other programming in the world I'll probably watch it home home and garden tv over i'd watch brand. judge judy i'd watch this old house yeah yes 100 100 <laughs> right but this moment I wish I tuned in for it because they're talking about Julio. Julio's already been in the news that, you know, there He's are some leaving. inklings. There's some inklings yeah. about him going, right? Shannon goes, what if I just call up Julio right now? Skip goes, okay, do it. Do it. Go ahead. Right. And so he pulls out his phone live on television and calls Julio. Julio picks up. Right. And now I'm thinking, oh, this is staged. Like, like Julio knew to pick up, like, he has to know that they're filming. You literally right called now. him. Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me he called him like on his phone. Yeah. 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 This is live on TV on his personal cell phone. Oh, this isn't like through the, Mm-mm. you know how they like bring somebody on and they'll call you through like the TV show. This is literally this is through... not the TV show phone. Yep. Okay. Because, because you can't hear Julio on like the loudspeaker. You can only hear him because Shannon put him on speakerphone and you, he's like putting the phone near his own mic. He asked Julio, are you going to, you know, stay with the Falcons next year, right? And Julio, split second, he goes, nah, I'm out of there, man. Definitively. He said, nah, I'm out of there, man. Okay. So he says that. And, and now and now, Skip sees the, the gravity of the situation. He goes, oh, he said he's out of there. Like, even Skip is, like, surprised that, like, that came out of Julio's mouth. Like, now I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. Why would he be saying this, right? And then he goes... <laughs> Shannon asked him, oh, like, you know, what about them Cowboys, man? Because you know how, like, they always make fun of the Cowboys on that show, right? Yeah. So, what about the Cowboys, man? You don't want to go to them Cowboys because, you know, that's not where you want to win. He's like, and then Julio right. goes, nah, man, I want to go where I, I want to go where I can win. Oh, <gasps> he said that on live TV. <laughs> so, you know what? You know who I'm going to add? There's another Jones I want to add to this list for being down bad. That's Jerry Jones for getting. Oh, the- Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> I saw. A meme. Oh God! I saw. I just. I. I keep seeing a bunch of memes. Like after Julio made the initial announcement, and there were people making jokes about him declining the Cowboys and stuff like that. There were some good memes about Jerry Jones being down bad for sure. Like, could you imagine? So he goes, yeah. So he goes, um, I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to them. Was his exact comment on live wow. on Undisputed? And wow. now, and now to add to the the down bad situation, right? the whole Jones interview was not fabricated and that Fox sports did not have a clue that Shannon Sharp was going to pull out his phone on national television and call Julio. The Falcons didn't know that Julio was going to say what he was going to say on undisputed. And the NFL had no idea either. Wow. And now, and now this whole situation could cause a rift between Fox sports and the NFL because Fox Sports what? just signed yeah, so Fox Sports just signed a deal for eleven years for two billion dollars to keep their, you know, games being played on Fox Sports, right? And now you have a team in the Atlanta Falcons that their best player right now has on Fox on Fox television has said, I'm not going to play for the team that 
that want that you know that has me. And so the whatever whatever team deals they have, right? So if the Fox Sports gets this many of Atlanta games, now you have now you That's have gone. it's go- now it's like oh like what's like they're not worth the same anymore. And now you know who that affects, right? That affects also the opponents that they play. And now it becomes an NFL issue because you don't have just one team. Dude, what are you gonna do? Is that on Fox Sports really? Yeah, because well, if they didn't know, well, I guess right. I guess if they're on their show and they're allowing somebody to do an unscripted unscheduled thing that backfired tremendously so i don't think it's i don't think it's on fox sports's like it's not their fault because they didn't know shannon was gonna pop but shannon isn't kind of in trouble because he did it on himself they have no way to like they can't cut to black or anything mid-show right so shannon put or back can fox, they? <laughs> they're like pull it pull it <laughs> Pull the whole, pull the pull the cord, all the camera cord. Cancel him. (laughs) (laughs) So Shannon, yeah, but they have Trace. Think about a TV team. Think about how many dudes and gals are there, just like watching everything. Again, it's not exactly live. It's it's a delay. Jaws dropped. Like, why didn't you just say like, oh, like why didn't they cut it? Because there's a couple like seconds between Julio Jones saying that for them actually going live, and nobody thought to be like, oh. I don't like know. Just it, censor it. Censor yeah. it. Well, it had to be one of those like because you've seen like crazy things on on TV before, like that just happen, right? Because like the camera's just on and you kind of kind of freeze in the moment because you can't. You know what? Yeah, you know which ones are my favorite is anything on Jerry Springer or Murray. <laughs> when you are or are not the father, that those are the ones that get me the most. <laughs> <laughs> the dance. Crazy. Yeah, we get something dance. <laughs> Can we, can we get some? Can we get some dances? Shannon Sharp just gets it. How about them Cowboys? Nope, I ain't going there. I'm going there. Just like million yeah, and apparently Julio also didn't know that he was on air. That's a, that's isn't that a isn't no? So, it's, it's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor. So yeah, to record it, somebody without knowing. Yeah, so I guess in the state of California, it could lead to a misdemeanor charge if they charged him, which I probably they won't charge him because Julio definitely wanted that information out there anyway. You know what I mean? Like well, he, 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 he just like process. Aaron Rodgers, he made his discontent very clear. Like yeah. he, it was it was very clear that he did not want to be but okay, I, my thing is straight is, is why is everybody acting so surprised? Because he said it officially like you heard it from an official source being Julio himself? Yeah. yeah like, he made it never clear seen... that he didn't want to be there. Right, right, but usually all the, a lot of the, how these things go is just it just leaks out internally from the camp of these players like these Agents and stuff will, you know, go to Shams or go to Woj or go to Schefter. You know what I mean? Rappaport. And they'll be, you know, just give them I a see. little I a see. little two-piece of info. Like, oh, this person is disgruntled. This person does not like their situation. Woj bombs. Like, there are, yep. I could count on my hand the amount of times that a person has gone into live media or made it on record that he does not want to, like be a part of the team that he is in now. Like one that I can really remember that I was like shocked about was, and I've talked to this, uh, I've talked about this a couple of times off pod to a couple of friends and it's Kobe before the Oh seven draft. And he was disgruntled and he went on Stephen A. Smith's radio show and Stephen A. Smith bluntly asked him, are you requesting a trade from the Lakers? And he said, yeah, I would like to get traded. And I remember everyone around oh. that time, yo, everyone around the the draft was like, are they going to trade Kobe? You know, Kobe's asked for the trade. What are they going to do? I can't believe he just went on Stephen A. Smith and said this. Like, Lakers fans were, like, you know, crapping their pants because Yeah, Kobe but this is when, what, 2007, right, is right before the Lakers started getting their stuff together again. Yeah, so that's when the Lakers were like, oh, we got to get our shit together. And then they See, traded that's... for Pau Gasol. Yeah, so Shreyas, that is what I'm thinking. Remember, I just want to hark back to the conversation we had about Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago. And again, Lofa came on the show. Lofa thinks that he's out. You think that he's out. But this is why I think that he's playing a game. He's playing the media game, and he's forcing the hand of the Green Bay Packers to make moves in order to keep him on the roster and keep him for next year. I think that his discontent is a way for him to get what he wants and force the franchise into building a winning team, even if that means that they have to give up some assets now or some future draft picks. That's what I think. And I, I think it makes sense. But also, if you say, if you do it in a way that Aaron Rodgers has done it or 
at least how Julio Jones has done it, right? When you go on, like, does that totally mend the fence? Like, does that totally mend the rope between you and the other party? Like, are you now able to pull on that rope or does it still kind of snap in half if you put enough pressure on it again? Like, I don't know if that relationship is totally fixed to a point where each side is like, "Mm, if we get a good, better situation, like, I might as well take that. You know what I mean? You're, like, you're talking about in terms of, of the relationship between Julio and the Falcons in terms of Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay? Right. Like, I don't know if even if they give him what he wants, will the other side, because of what happened before, still take a risk of, you know, if something better does come along or if like a deal does come along, would they still t- like take it? Because there's still, there was loyalty broken at one point that, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know if they owe Julio or owe Aaron anything at this point because of what he or what if, what they did. Like, I think they're just going to be a business mentality. It's what I think. So I don't know if it's going to be a full friendly relationship come if they do get more pieces. <laughs> Aaron, like, listen, uh, we're sorry. You know, it's on us. It's not. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's me and you. <laughs> and you and us. And us. This is toxic. But let's get back together. We'll try it again. We've changed. Things are different. Uh oh, we got swept in the second round again. Well, they don't. They don't really have. Yeah, they don't have sweeps. You just win or you lose. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like yeah, like you got you got tossed out quickly again. You know what I mean? Or it's just something bad. Oh, first round exit. <laughs> like you I'm don't have a wild card all year. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> like you don't have as many strikes as you would, right? Like you might say, okay, ooh, strike one, like. Like he might not be happy, but he's not there yet. But say they come back together, like if there was maybe four or five strikes to begin with of of like lenience, now there's maybe like two or three. Like if something bad happens, like like it's more likely that it just breaks it again. Rather Listen, than Trace, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some wisdom. Drop a gem on wisdom. Me. Drop a gem on me. For for everybody out there, for everybody who's listening. Anybody who's, who's, who's been in a relationship with somebody and you, you've broken up and you think about maybe, well, what if I want to get back together with them? There's a reason. And, and, and some, you know, people have learned this the easy way and they've learned this the hard way. There is mm-hmm. a reason, and I'm willing to bet a multitude of reasons why you broke up in the first place. Mm-hmm. 9.95 times out of 10, it's not going to work after you've broken that off. So, yes, I agree. Because you can't forget the past. You can't. Well, as much as people say that they will, you yeah. can't forget the past, and that's always going to put a strain in your relationship. So mm-hmm. th- while this is true in actual relationships with people, so again, anybody, if you if you're thinking about getting back together with your ex right now, don't don't do, do it. it. Don't this do it. is your sign. Do not do it. There are more people. Don't kings and queens keep your heads up, people. Back to sports. <laughs> back to sports. <laughs> The same thing is true. Is Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers right? They, they, they're they're essentially going through a breakup right now. There are things that Aaron does not like, and I promise you that there are things that Green Bay does not like with how he's handled the situation. Maybe with some of the things he's done within his career, it's just it's getting messy. Mm-hmm. And for them to try to come back together and say, "Oh, well, we figured it out. I'm different. I've changed." Like it's not, it's not going to happen. It's it not going to happen. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. It. it it doesn't it work. Just, it doesn't work that way. The rope is the rope is thinner. The rope has less slack on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just it's gonna it's gonna break easier now. I don't I don't believe either situation would be well off if they were to come back and pretend like nothing happened. Because you can't. Because you, you can't. can't. Because it's always gonna come up, and they're gonna say, "Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not even gonna go to anecdotal examples because like yeah. you, you get it. It, it I stuff get it. is always gonna come back up, and you're not gonna be able to break." That cycle, and there's always going to be that sour taste in somebody's mouth Ooh, because they're yeah. going to say, "Well, you remember this time that you treated me like this," and you're mm-hmm. going to say, "Well, you remember this time that you treated me like this," mm-hmm. <laughs> and that stuff is always, you know, we, we, this, this is this is actually going to become a relationship advice podcast. Yeah, um, so ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> with our several years of experience in please, complicated relationships, yeah, please bring you know. in your questions. <laughs> Let's do some questions live on air. We're going to turn into like one of those like late night like radio things. <laughs> You tuned into ninety six point one. This is Charlie speaking. Please ask questions. This is um, Diane from Wichita Falls in Nebraska. Diane asks, New, "Well, New, New well, Nebraska. 
Well, I love my husband, but he's cheated on me 12 times. What should I do? Well, Diane, I think you should get back together with him. I think you if should you really love him. Cheat on him 12 times. Love. Cheat on <laughs> You know, you know what twelve and twelve makes twenty four, and I like twenty four. You know how many hours are in the day? Twenty four. That's a full cycle. It's equilibrium, baby. So, Diane, if you're listening, get back with him. Is there yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would do. I do honestly. Honestly, if we need a second wind, that would be great. If we, if if this, bad advice, if this bad podcast, advice podcast, can we do a bad advice? Podcast? Bad advice podcast. Listen, I cheat on my math exam and got caught. What do I do? Well, let me tell you, cheat again. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. We're not going to do that, though. We're sticking strictly with sports, chocolate milk, allergies, long drives. Yeah, no no cheating here. No cheating here. Injuries. No cheating here. I mean, that, that was pretty meaty. I like that conversation. But we're going to talk. I just can't believe that Julio didn't know that he was on live TV. Hilarious. But I don't blame him for making those comments. I mean, like, if you got a call from your friend and he's like, yo, what's good? <laughs> why wouldn't you say, yeah, this is the how truth. I'm feeling? Right, yeah. Like, like I'm pretty sure Shannon's, like, like that uncle figure. Like, everyone just, like, has his number and, like, kind of respects him in a way that they can speak truthfully to him. Kind of like uh, Shaq exactly. and, like, Snoop Dogg. Like, I feel like those are, like, the uncle figures of, of celebrity. Um, of celebrity sports. Yeah, and, and they yeah. give you a call. What are you going to say? Oh, oh I, you know, I don't know. We're going to see how it turns. Like, no, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm staying. Right. No, I'm not staying. Or, like, yes, I'm staying. But, like, you're going right. to be candid with these guys. <laughs> you're going to yeah, be candid. Exactly. Yeah, because you never know. They're going to they're drop a gem on you. And Actually, they just, he, Julio dropped a gem on everyone. That Julio was did indeed. Yeah. Julio did indeed drop a gem. All right, so I want to break into – the other part of the meat. So we went through the potatoes. Let's get into the meat. I want to talk about the NBA playoffs. Now, like Trey said, I can I can sort of agree with some of the sentiment that he was feeling where there's a lot of series that haven't been as exciting. It, it's true that when you watch like Philly, Philly-Washington is tough, though, because Philly playing anybody was going to be a blowout mm-hmm. every time. Philly is a very well-composed team this year. They, they look good, you know, and on a night when Joel isn't doing as well, Ben Simmons and Toby will step up. I mean, Tobias Harris had 33 points in the first game. And that mm. from Toby, that's like, that. it's your third option. That's what you want him to do, step up. And he did. Uh, then you have Jazz Grizzlies, which, like I said, game one was exciting. Game two and three, not so much. Portland mm. Nuggets, though, I'm not going to lie, is fun to watch. Phoenix Lakers, fun to watch. Celtics Nets. Uh... <laughs> Game three was fun. Game three was fun. Game three was fun. Game three was fun. And not just because we won. Oh, Bucks Heat, bad for the sport. Not oh, fun to watch. Horrible because y- you thought coming out of that bubble playoff where it was a the great Heat were unreal. Series. It yep. was an unreal performance from the Heat, right? It was a great series. Giannis did get hurt in that series, which I was I was kind of like going into the series. I was like, oh, what are they going to do with the healthy Giannis? Right? Because he got, I think he like hurt his ankle i'm pretty sure in that bubble series last year didn't he play every game still i think except the last one i think he missed the last game yeah so but yes so like there you know you know what i mean like overall the heat play was way better and then Giannis got hurt at the end and the heat closed it out but then i was like oh okay what do Giannis now holiday instead of bledsoe which i think we can agree Massive upgrade right now because of what in every way, in every way, in every way, offensively, yeah, just like consistency. Like Drew Holiday has been a revelation for that team. I just I love the way he plays. The the but what I didn't expect from that series was how lethal the Bucks benches and how oh yeah Bobby Portis, dude. I'm telling you, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, Bryn Forbes, for some reason, can just for some reason shoot Bryn 50, Forbes. can have like fifty points in the series. Like his three point shooting is something that I think that the Bucks really needed. Is that they haven't had consistent three point shooting, just in general or off the bench, and guys like him, Bobby Portis, Divincenzo was good before he got injured. Yeah, and I think that might kind of that that could hurt them in their guard depth. If they were to face like the Nets or something, because Devin PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker's been solid. PJ Tucker. So I didn't expect though that the Heat would kind of lay out. And oh my! Lay down just, and die. Yeah, just, literally lay down and die. And they, they acted, face. they acted like roadkill to watch that series hurt the Heat. 
could not shoot themselves out of a tin can. They were so bad. They had like lack of energy. And it's just funny because Jimmy Butler before was like, I am ridiculously prepared. Turns out, buddy, you weren't that prepared. Like he, it was just, it been, was tough he, to watch. He might've been the least prepared. Like Dude, game, his shooting game two, he had 10 so points. Bad. Game two, he had 10 points. Game one, he had 17 and they almost won, but that was a great first game. The, the Middleton game winner. That was, Middleton, a, yeah. I thought, wow, what a fantastic start to the playoffs. If that's what we're going to get. And then the next three games were the next not, three games just were just blowouts. not competitive. Yep. Right. Like, as much as if you're a Bucks fan, Watching a first-round easy sweep, that's great. So shout-out to everybody from the greater Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. If you're an NBA fan, not fun to watch. It wasn't yeah. competitive basketball. The Heat, like Shrey has said, rolled over and died. Then if you transition over to the other part of the East, we have the Hawks-Knicks. Now this, I thought, was going to be exciting. Game one and game two mm-hmm. were pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But then like the, the first half of game two, even some of game one, and then the next two games, Julius Randle looks tired. Good God, this man looks tired. Like, his, just his face. You know how some people really, like Bogdan Bogdanovich and Trey Young, those dudes are stepping up. They yeah. are on fire. They are making the right plays. They're hitting their shots. They're playing with confidence. Nobody can guard them. And then you look over and you have Julius Randle, who just looks tired. Nerlens Noel is... I haven't seen a more blank face since I got a lobotomy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I just he <laughs> like he is just he's out of it. The only two other two people on the Knicks who are like playing like it's the playoffs are Derrick Rose, bless that man, mm-hmm. and Reggie Bullock. Those mm-hmm. are the only other two. Everybody else, I'm like Christ. And this is a this is a been a, a knock on the Thibodeau system for a long time is that Thibodeau pushes players really really hard during the regular season and he almost gets everything that's out of them he like squeezes the last bit of the juice out of the lemon and then now you're left with just a left the peel of the player that, so yeah so it's yeah, almost like because yeah. if i'm looking at randall's shooting stats he first game oh, six brother for, six for 23 five for 16 two for 15 seven for 19 he's Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Yeah, he's, you know, he's rebounding okay, but it just feels like he, when he drives, he's oh. just, his mind is just not in it, like, or something, because he's not making the right pass. He's, you know, he's made, he's causing turnovers. It's, it's, it's honestly been like, I was like, what happened to Julius Randle? And I, I can, I thought about it. I was like, Thibodeau probably just wore him out. And it's all, it's, it was a joke. I was like, Oh yeah, like Thibodeau is just gonna. Why is Thibodeau playing Nerlens Noel forty minutes in this regular season game? It doesn't matter. And now I'm like, yeah, I guess Thibodeau shouldn't have played Nerlens Noel forty minutes in that regular season game. It didn't matter because he, RJ Barrett yeah. is a non-factor. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's tough. It is tough. So Joe Serralo, if you are listening, my friend, I'm so sorry because you were ready. You were ready for the Knicks to be good and. Now you guys look like the Celtics. I seen him. Tw- I seen him tweeting too. I was like, I think, I think he's on. I think he's on the sad boat. <laughs> he's on the. Hey, listen, Joe. You just went to California, so it can't be that bad. But your your Knicks are not doing well. If we're just going to continue to just run through and we go to the East, we have the Celtics and the Nets. Realistically, was anybody surprised at this this turnout? I mean, I'm. I'm not. Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was also kind of like. I actually called it too. I have a message to prove. Do you have the receipts? I do have, have the receipts. receipts. In an audio podcast, it is uh, tough to bring out the receipts, but I said something Just tweet along the lines of, yeah, I'll, I'll tweet it. So I said something along the lines of, Katie will win game one and two. Celtics will win game three. I didn't specifically say Jason Tatum will win game three, but I should have. But Celtics. Yep. Kyrie and Harden would win three and four, and then Katie would win game five. But then I didn't realize also that KD was just going to win almost every game. Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden combined for like 90 points a night. It's insane. It's um, It was ridiculous. I saw the stat with ESPN, I think, and they said like over the past two games, there no trio in a playoff two-game span has scored 200 points other than... These guys. These guys, yeah. They're the first to score 200 points in a two-game span in a playoff series. Shreyas, I'm impressed that you predicted game three. 
I didn't expect anything because as we have talked about for this entire year, the Boston Celtics are rife with problems. The problems are showing themselves. They are rearing their ugly heads. And boy, oh boy, the one thing I'm going to say is I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this offseason to actually see. Yeah. To see what they might do. The, the, the negative, pessimistic side of me says that they're going to do very little. We're going to maybe re-sign Fournier for as much as $23 million a year, which is way more. This dude needs to continue to get paid $18 mil, 18 19 mm-hmm. because that's like, that is his value. Like, yes, he will provide you scoring in some games. His defense, terrible. Yeah. That's because he literally, I think, oh, Shreyas, some college players could beat him off the first step. Yeah, his his step has been awful. His, I guess, he gets re- caught in a defensive stance that's just not. It's not good. Not he has a tendency to foul a lot, too. Right. But regardless, I thought coming into the trade deadline when we got him, I thought having Fournier would be a really good boost off the bench because of his shooting. But what I didn't really account for was how much he needed the ball to do he needs what the ball he needed to do. Yep. And having a team where Jason Tatum, Tatum wants all of the touches or Tatum, he needs, actually I, yeah. I want him to have all the touches. I yeah. agree. I agree. So Tatum needs to have the ball the most. Kemba is going to have the ball coming up the floor. And that's what Fournier used to do in Orlando because the Fultz got injured and he was basically the primary ball handler yeah. other than Cole Anthony. Yeah. Then Jalen Brown is going to get, you know, half court touches, right? So you're basically asking Fournier if you're if he's playing with any amalgamation of this group, he's going to have to be a spot up shooter in a sense, or a you know, kick out, then he goes and drives type of thing. He's not gonna get the ball more than that. And he hasn't really found a place in that role because he's never really had, had like been asked to do that role. And I think that's just bad composition of the team to ask him to try to come in and do that role when he's never tried to do that before. You know what I mean? I, yeah. And it's definitely something where if you have the skill, which I, I, I believe that he does. Oh, he has, he could a, he absolutely has the offensive adapt. skill. Yeah. He has, the, he offensive has skill. the offensive skill. He could absolutely adapt to do that, but it's a, it's a matter of whether he wants to. And I don't think that he's necessarily discontent in Boston. I think actually he's happy to be in the playoffs mm-hmm. for once in his career. I just think it might, it's going to take him some adjustment period. Regardless, Again, my, my point being is that I think the negative side is we're going to overpay on Fournier. We're not going to make too many changes. We're going to try to give some of the rookies a chance. God help me if Semi Ojale is on the team next year. You know why we lost game four? Because Semi Ojale saw minutes. You know why we won game three? Because this man did not step foot on the basketball court. He did not get a single minute. Thank God. I watched him last night try to drive twice. God! Do, could yeah. you, have you seen anyone with as, as good of a NBA body that he has be that lumbering and non-effective? He doesn't in look the paint, athletic at all in the paint. Where the upper body that he has be that ineffective in you know close range shots? I think like, he, I've he, never he, seen it. Stray, honestly, he's borderline. He's borderline too big because I, he just doesn't look like he has the agility at all. Like he looks like kids who I used to play with at the rec center who would lift all the time. Yeah, and yeah. These big kids and they might be, you know, athletic, but they're not athletic for basketball. Like you need to have upper, like you need to have arm speed and arm mm-hmm. agility. Like you need mm-hmm. to be able to move your arms quickly and like, you know, fast and like sweeping motion. Same thing with your legs. Like you gotta be, you gotta be like, stay loose to a certain degree. Some and flexibility. Man, some flexibility. This man is just not it. It's just not it. Yeah. And it, it literally hurts to watch. It's, I'm sorry. So my point about the Celtics and Nets is that you can't beat all three of those superstars. It's going to be great. And I know, Trace, you weren't impressed with the first round, Mm-mm. but it's going to be great to watch them play Philly. It's going to be wa- great to watch them play the Bucks. you know, if these matchups happen. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think the, the matchups are going to get better. I think, like I said from before, the play-in definitely restricted us from watching maybe a couple more good playoffs first round games first round series but i have to ask you this would you have rather seen us now seeing obviously we knew what was going to happen with the nets would you have rather seen us play philly even if it meant there was going to be the same result no no i wanted i wanted to see this because okay me watching kevin durant hit the bottom of the net on every single shot He's gives He's the basketball boy in me just it literally just excites me. It's I, yeah. I literally like will hit my forehead 
and and just like scream, but scream in like a positive way because he is so good it's, at yeah, what he does. And as much as I dislike Kyrie, he is so good at what he does. And as much as James Harden, you know, tra- switched up teams, I, I don't have a problem with James Harden, to be honest. He is so good. And what he does, and these shooters are incredible. Joe Harris in game two tore us apart. I mean, yeah. it is fun to it watch is. these guys. In Philly, too, as much as these guys, some people say Katie and Kyrie are slimy. Yeah. And as much as there's like beef and stuff, I don't have to watch Joel Embiid and Tobias, Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons get fired up over literally nothing and then just mm. be obnoxious. I just. That's fair. That's fair. Like for me, like these guys, like Kyrie will point, Kyrie will ISO the ball, score it, and then point to somebody. I don't know who he's pointing to because nobody assisted (laughs) on that play, but he'll just point. That bothers me. He'll like sneer at the crowd and then he steps on the Celtics logo. That bothers me. But to watch them play and watch them do their craft, I mean, Kevin Durant is, is people hate him, hate him or love him. You can't deny his skill and he works hard. Yeah. He is, for that reason, one of my favorite basketball players. Yeah. It's an, it's an honor to watch him shoot the basketball because. His mid-range game is Oh my god. It might it might be top three, top five all time of how he's mastered shooting the mid-range. I think he Master. had a shot. Oh man. I don't know why he did this too, because he didn't have to because our team is ass. But <laughs> he he shot he he shot that baseline jumper over Jabari Parker and he was oh. chirp he was chirping at the bench. And I was kinda like, dang dude, like <laughs> you are way better than everyone. Why are you why are you talking? But that shot, like that just signifies like like no matter how good the defense is, that dude is just too tall, like too He's skilled. too good. And too, he, he too backs quick with up. The shot, yeah. His release point is so high, and even off of his fades, he gets so far back that you'll yeah. watch the defense, and they know he's going to shoot it. But that's the thing is you just can't do anything about it, and you hope that he misses. Mm-hmm. But here's the here's the catch. The dude don't miss. Yeah. And it's he a, doesn't it's, miss. It's impressive knowing that he's coming off of an ACL tear, and he's he's playing basically like Kevin Durant of old. Like off of a tough season too, right? Everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, well, he's just gonna be a, it's uh, gonna be like a, a three and D guy, and you know, he's just gonna be a sharpshooter from deep." Yeah, no, People this man's putting gonna a be ball a on the floor. No, no, this man is a bucket, certifiably bucket. Here's and th- this is what has been getting me angry across not just the Celtics Nets game, across every single playoff game that I have watched, mm-hmm. the ref refereeing. The refereeing in these games drives me insane. The inconsistency. The inconsistency between just game to game, ref to ref, player to player, play to play is preposterous, Strass. I watch these games and the referees kill the game. They kill the game. What you can do is let these superstars and all-stars and scrubs play basketball. But for no reason, out of nowhere, they will call something that is so either just not a foul, they will miss fouls, and mm-hmm. they'll give superstars their call their calls. They will they will rag on scrubs. I, I just it's not just the Celtics. The Celtics was was pretty blatant. And, and the example I can think of off the top is Kevin Durant. It was in the fourth quarter in game three. The Celtics were up. The smart play, right? The smart play. Yeah. Kevin Durant, before they even inbound the ball, literally runs in, smart takes a charge. Cleanest charge you can see. It was an offensive foul. The ref on the floor, two refs called it offensive foul charge. They take three minutes. The call goes up to the top. They they take three minutes to look at it, even though it is so blatantly a charge. They overturn it, give the ball back to Brooklyn, blocking foul. Insane. Kevin Durant literally Euro steps around somebody. James Harden Euro <laughs> steps around somebody. There's no contact. They watch the replay. There's no contact. Foul. I watched Tristan Thompson literally fall on the floor. Evan Fournier fall on the floor. Mm-hmm. No foul. I'd yeah. I mean, I think that's it's it's been a sport wide issue. It's a sport wide issue that the the refs and this this isn't just like oh okay you know bash on the refs when it's convenient for you kind of kind of situation. No no no. It's it's everybody. It's it's everybody. Trace, yeah. I, I watched I watched again the Lakers Suns game right. Right. Yes. I want the Suns to win just because in my mind they're still an underdog, even though they were even though they were the, the second seed. Yeah, you root for that. LeBron, I watched LeBron overturn a call. LeBron <laughs> will throw his hands up and I swear to God, these guys go like James Harden and LeBron go to practice and they practice throwing their hands up and they're like, Oh, coach, which one looks more convincing? 
which one's going to get me the Oscar? I swear to God, they go to practice and they practice just like complaining. It's so, it's, it's ridiculous. The calls that Giannis gets sometimes, oh my God, nobody's on him. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just the common fouls that I have a problem with. It's the other ridiculous calls. It's the goaltending calls. Right. There's the, a lot of goaltending. It, right. It's the out of bounds calls. It's the, it's the on the floor versus shot. It's the inconsistency between these games and across them. And it's the ones, too, that they have to review for like five to six minutes, right? You're in the middle of an intense playoff game where these guys are trading buckets or maybe a team is on a run, and then you stop the game. You stop the game for five minutes, and that kills everybody. If you've ever played basketball and you have to sit for a game, you literally your body physically cools off and your skills cool off, too, especially if you're feeling hot or maybe you're just starting to get warmed up. When you have to stop for an extended period of time, it just kills the game. And the mm-hmm. game that you go back to is not the same, and that is what ticks me off the most. Just these refs killing the momentum for these for these dumb reviews and, 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 and overturns and challenges and all this stuff. I don't know. Tell me your thoughts because I'm well, going to stop talking for a second. Yeah, well, I agree with the refs inserting themselves into – key games, key moments. I feel like they keep the whistles quiet when they don't think that the moment impacts the game as much. You know what I mean? Like say if it's like some random play in the second quarter. They like, don't they, they don't say anything. The, yeah. They'd have the propensity to say, eh, like, you know what I mean? It, it may have been a foul, but uh, who's to say, right? Like we're just <laughs> we're just the ref. Like who's to say? But then you know come the fourth quarter right now it's like you know five minutes left fourth quarter tight game oh i i, I saw that one i don't know if you saw, I, i'm pretty sure i saw you know and that that starts to come out yeah. like you know what I mean? like yep. it, it becomes a little more like what are you doing like why didn't you call the same thing that happened and you know what i mean so and it's funny because the same thing will happen throughout the game yep the same play and a lot of announcers and you know good for them like i'll see i'll hear you know, Jeff Van Gundy say this, you know, people on TNT, they'll, they'll point it out. Like, they'll be like, Oh, but we saw that in the second quarter. We saw that in the third quarter and it happens again in the fourth, but then now the call is being made. You know what I mean? Now or the call, the call is being made being or the made. call is different. Exactly. Right. The inconsistency is ridiculous. Let me play devil's advocate. Right. Because I, I would like to hear, because there are some people who I've talked to who are actual legitimate ref stands, and they think that you need the refs to control the game. And obviously, like you do, you need a ref in a basketball game. Absolutely. Otherwise, these dudes would actually be punching each other in the face. No good. Yeah, we might have no players if there's no ref. But right. So but let me like, play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's okay, advocate yeah, and ask yeah. you a question. W- what about the argument that you know players like Giannis and LeBron and KD, they are so hard to referee because of their you know physical attributes like lebron is just a tank and Giannis is seven feet and has a wingspan of you know what i mean like what what about that argument where it's like man like did he actually because it's the same argument that if you remember Shaq got when he was you know when he gained a lot of weight and bulked up for his lakers runs and that there was a lot of fouls that weren't called or that could have been called that, you know, Shaq maybe powered through or the opposite too. Like maybe there was a ticky tack foul that the refs call him were like, and eh, that wasn't really a lot to Shaq. Like it's Shaq. You know what I mean? So what about, what, what would you say to that argument about the refs? Are you talking about these stars not getting calls? Well, what I'm saying is are the refs put in a bad situation when roughing these people with these types of body types? That's I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I agree with you in the inconsistency, but what would you say to that argument? That 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 the refs because, oh, it's Giannis and Giannis is quote-unquote the Greek freak or Kevin Durant is so lengthy or LeBron right. is such a tank. Right. That, that they're, so, I, again, I'm just trying to understand. You're saying that the devil's advocate argument is that these guys aren't getting enough calls or the refs don't know how to ref them because they're such a superstar. Correct. I would, because I they're would like an anomaly. That, I would just say watch a basketball game because mm-hmm. these guys get the majority of the calls. They really do. And and I don't think because, yeah, there's some but, – but then you look at like Christian Wood, right? Christian Wood has a very unique body type. He's becoming mm. a, a, a dominant athlete. He is mm-hmm. long. He is strong. He's, he's a tough player. But he doesn't get the calls that a Giannis would. And my thing is that is a superstar status. Like I don't go, you don't go to watch. Nobody goes to a basketball game to watch free throws. Free throws are absolutely an essential part of the game. 
They help, you know, it's important because you can't just punch somebody in the face the whole time. And of course, some basketball purists and basketball, you know, older fans would be like, well, back in the day, you know, Larry Bird used to punch people in the face with Bill Ambeer and, you know, Bill Russell even, you know, he had to, all that stuff. Like, that's fine. And I understand you need to calm that down a little bit. You can't just have a fight on the court. I understand the importance of that. But at the same time, you can't, if if there's no discernible or or impactful uh, contact, you can't call it a foul, but they do. Mm-hmm. But they do because these people are literal superstars. I mean, think about James Harden's tenure on the Rockets. People clowned him because he would go to the free throw line 17 times a game. Yeah. And as good as he is at drawing fouls, some of them are not. He's, and not, also that, the, he's not that good, yeah. The fouls that people – like if somebody like jumps and then like you get your defender to jump and then you jump into them, I worst, worst foul call of all time. The ones where like you'll just hook somebody and then go up, worst foul call of all time. Like that is an offensive manipulation of the refing system. And just some of these, the, the, oh, also I forgot what people get technicals for is insane. You know Luka what? I, clapping his hands. Yeah. Chris Paul, like saying one thing, he's like, good job. Just like, like Kelly Oubre blowing a kiss, which is his signature celebration. Tech, tech, tech. Jason Tatum bouncing the ball. Chris Asporzingis, you know, swinging his arm in, oh. actually nobody just in the air. <laughs> tech, tech, tech. You know what I want to? You know what I want to call out though is I agree with the technicals. The worst part of an a refereed game, right? And this is like almost like any sport, any American sport that has this rule is the double technical. I freaking oh hate the double technical. Like it's dude, so dumb. Just have, like, just have an opinion. Just tell me who did it, <laughs> who started it, who was the, who who started, like, who was who the antagonist? It. Yeah, right. Like to. If someone if someone got pushed, like I'm pretty sure I I think it was the at the end of the game yesterday with KD and Marcus Smart, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I don't I don't remember the play exactly, but I remember that that KD was doing all the talking, and Marcus Smart was just like shooing him away. That's all he was doing. Was yeah, he was, he was him just away. brushing him off. Yeah. He was just he was just moving his hand, and usually on the foul end of things i usually don't take marcus smart's side because he tends <laughs> he to has, flop yeah he has he has the the reputation that you know what i mean like it just it right, just precedes right, right. most most other things but in this case i was like why are we calling double technicals are you if you're refereeing you should you have three guys there one of them should have seen who was doing all the talking who was doing all the push like you know what i mean like the double technical is just such a stupid call KD was literally advancing on Marcus Smart. Jabari Parker was pushing him back, but KD kept like coming forward. So, right, who do you think is antagonizing the situation? Like, you just got to make a make a call, make an actual call based on fact, based on what you see, not because two people just involved are in the same area. I don't like the double technical. Marcus Morris and Jay Crowder are butting heads. They're literally like headlocked, like they're just looking at each other. Double technical. Oh, oh, ref! You saved the game. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, if not for that double technical, where, where, where would I? Be? Where would we be? <laughs> it is. Right? It is really. It's really become the worst call in one in sports. That that, and I agree with the 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 putting your body into someone when you're shooting. Hate oh it because someone God. could be standing. The one, the other one I hate is I don't. I don't know if you said this when you said hook. Did you mean? When an offensive player is driving and then hooks the defensive player from behind, yes, yes that is horrible too. Or like because- hooks their arm in between so they know there's like an arm down low, and then they'll take their their like offhand and they'll bring it underneath, and then they'll go up oh, with that. Yes, yes, yes. Like I'm pretty sure like Chris Paul is like great at doing that. <laughs> great James Harden is too. James yeah. Paul, sorry, James Paul, Chris Paul, James Harden. Yes, those are those are some guys that are really crafty. They these guys. I'm pretty sure like read the rule book before games. Like, like there's no way that they know every time, okay, this type of motion won't cause a foul. But if I do it this way, there's a loophole yeah. and they have to yeah. call it that. Like, like these guys are so good at finding the loopholes that it's almost aggravating because they're not even playing the game. They're playing the system, they're playing the referee. They're yeah. playing the system, right? They're playing the because system because you 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 know how you can get a foul call. And I mean, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. You have players. I'm just going to bring James Harden back, where yeah. he is so skilled that he can legitimately get to the line and get right. points that way. But mm-hmm. some of the calls that he gets, 
nobody will be touching him. Yes. Or or they'll shoot a three and they will just flop. Yes. Oh my gosh. He or uh, how many times have you seen him shoot a three and then pu- and then fall and push himself back to? Because you know it's not all the time he's going to get the foul, but there are going to be times where he'll you know just fall back on a normal three and the ref is going to be like, oh, he fell. Like, oh, he must have been that defender must have been in the airspace. Like, that's a foul. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. there's going to yep. be times where it works, and the times yep. where it works, like even though he's not getting in the call all the time, the times where it works is the ones that aggravate the fan because now you're like, oh, he does it every time, but you're going to call that one. Yep. So I totally, it's, I totally agree with the inconsistency there. I would, when I brought up the whole Giannis thing, I was like, let me bring up the devil's advocate, see what you think about how people may think like, oh, you know, Gian, like how do you, how do you ref Giannis? Like he's so tall and he's so large. But I agree, like there is a way to ref, and it should be consistent based on what you see on the court and not what you think is good for that moment or right for the moment. Exactly. And, and and the thing, too, that pisses me off is that refs will come out after the game. It's just, again, I want to reference Lofa one more time. It's it's the refs came out after the game five years later and said, hey, we messed up. We got it wrong. Right. Last year's playoffs was game two or three with Toronto. Like we could have taken a big lead with, you know, mm-hmm. the Celtics. Kemba Walker gets absolutely bodied. He's on the floor. Yep. Refs come out after the game and say, oh, we missed the call. We missed the call, yeah. I, I, There's I three that. people on the court. And the thing, too, is that you have sometimes <laughs> refs who have favorite teams. You have, like, Tony Brothers and Scott Foster who love the Lakers. And I hate watching them ref Lakers games because they will give every call to the Lakers. Dennis <laughs> yep. Schroeder will also flop all the time. Like these guys just know how to play. Like just literally, like once you make contact, throw your head back and then try to get the ball in the net, mm-hmm. and you'll get the call. Or scream too, scream too. Yeah. And then these yeah. guys will just give it to you. And then again, you have a scrub. Johnson on, on the Suns goes down, tries to do a layup, literally gets like punched in the face, and they're like, oh, "That's fine, that's good." What? Oh, he's not a superstar. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. LeBron, somebody, somebody scrapes KD's finger now. They're like. Bleh! <laughs> they're like oh he may or may not have blood on that play oh dude also have you seen katie's like open wound that's on his shoulder what is good with that oh right yeah why haven't they covered that cover it dude it literally like game one it looked so bad did you burn it like did you just pick a scab or did you burn yourself dude like please cover it up it looked like it just looked painful. Like if somebody said last night, I, I watched the game with a couple of my friends. They're like, oh, maybe he got a tattoo. He goes to his tattoo artist. He's like, yeah, I want a, I want a laceration. If you can make it look like it's got a lot of pus in it, that, that, that'd be great. Oh, it's disgusting. It's, it's, a, it's a tattoo of boil. Oh, I just want to have like wart tattoos, dude. All right. So, Trace, we are, we are getting – I want to wrap this up because yeah. I, I already know that this isn't the last time that I'm going to bring up the refs. Because yeah. I, I plan on watching the next round of rounds of playoff basketball because, like I said, this is one of my favorite times of year. It's, it's yeah. nice to watch. It's fun. It's exciting. There's not going to be basketball for a couple months after this, so you got to get your your fix in. It's just going to be all trade rumors and then, like, high schoolers. That's, yeah. that's all and, that comes up. And hopefully, hopefully, for me, for my sake, I feel more invested. I think I will just because the matchups are going to get more have, actual sto- yeah, have actual storylines. They're going to have – you know, more chippiness to them. You know, these are going to be actual, like, you know what I mean? Like Embiid and uh, who's going to, who, who are they going to face? They're going to face someone from the Hawks series, right? So like Embiid, Trey Young, or Giannis and KD. Like, I think these guys have competitive fire to them. That's going to, you know, be brought out on the court. And that's what I want to see. So I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for at least the next round. Yeah, I agree. All right. So Treyas. Yes. Take us home, good sir, with your fact of the week. It's time for Shreyas's fact of the week. Yes. So I was just looking up some some kind of some health related facts, and I was brought upon a set of facts. So this isn't going to be one fact, but I'm going to bring up a couple of facts, and they're all of the same category of bizarre ways that you can burn calories and i guess people have actually studied some of these motions and figured out how many calories this motion or this action burns if you were to do them so this is based on if you're an average 150 pound human right okay 
if you laugh for 10 minutes, you can burn between 20 and 40 calories. So I think we, I think during this podcast, we probably laugh for 10 minutes. I'm assuming total. I would say there was good. There was some good laughs. My, my, my tummy's a little sore. Yeah. Yeah. My t- yeah I, I got a little you bit burn of 150 diet. calories, 20 to 40. Oh, oh this, is for this is for a 150 pound human. That's pretty good. I like that. Bad. 20 to 40 calories. Okay. If you bang your head against the wall, you can use 150 calories an hour. No way. Do so, I have to bang my head against for an hour? So if you did it for an hour, you would do 150 calories. One hour spent in front of the TV burns 65 calories. Okay. All right. So, okay. Hugging for an hour can burn 70 calories. Okay. Who's... <laughs> All right, all you good little boys and girls. And when you grow up and find the one of your love, you'll be hugging for hours on end. Just going to be hugging. That's it. Until marriage. And then you'll hug in a special way. Until marriage. You'll hug specially. And then you'll have your next, your next. And then, and then, and then any, any physical activity after that becomes like from the movie, the avatar. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you're, you're like, you're a little, things twine together your little ropes oh god oh the worst scene <laughs> you, we are bonded for life you uh you burn more calories than you consume when you eat celery yeah celery's fake celery's the the food of the frauds <laughs> fake vegetable do you to say fake vegetable it's it's, it's a fake vegetable I don't, I don't believe in celery people you know all those all those health stands were like if i eat celery i burn me no no, celery is bad. Stop kidding yourselves. Even with peanut butter, it's not that good. Shreyas, don't you like celery? I'm sorry, but I mean, it's you're fake. C- celery, celery with peanut butter. Have you never had uh, what is it? Ants on a log. Celery with peanut butter and you know a couple raisins, of raisins on it. Ugh, raisins. I, I, I had yeah, ants I'm on a log fan. when I was two. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Of raisins. I like. Have you? Have you had craisins? I kind of like craisins. Not gonna lie. Craisins are better than raisins. Yeah, yeah. But who I agree. invented craisins? You know, it's like who is the guy? And I think that I think I saw this. I saw this as a tweet. This is not my original idea. But who is the guy to see an egg mm-hmm. produced by a chicken and then was like, "Oh, I can eat that." Tries to eat it raw and then he's like, "Well, what if we burned it? Then we can actually eat it." Or like milk from a cow. I guess that one makes more sense because you know humans lactate liquid yeah that one makes more but like an egg coming out of a chicken butt like what dude what's wrong with you well could you imagine like i don't know the first caveman to like find an egg just swallowing the egg full shell no oh. <laughs> like it just goes <laughs> people die like, like experimenting down, like it slides down his esophagus <laughs> oh yeah he like breaks it in his throat he's like punches his throat he's like mm. Yeah, or you know how many people like died trying to like experiment with new foods and whatnot? That's sad to think about. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude like, we tried we the wrong have... mushroom. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> now he can't sleep. <laughs> I've been awake for eighty-four hours. <laughs> I can see my. I can see my thoughts. I can see. Yeah, yeah, he can see like the the cloud, the cloud bubbles, thought bubbles forming. I can hear color. <laughs> he goes into his own flashbacks. Yeah. Let me do one more. So if you constant, if you text constantly for an hour, you can burn 40 calories. How do you, how do you right. feel about it? Okay. Yeah. But so Shreys, these are, these are, okay. See, I was excited because I, my, my frame of reference, like I, at first, when you told me, if you laugh, you can burn 40 to 50 calories. Right. That's not that much. If I can burn 60 watching TV, like that's just your body being your body. Right. If I bang my head against a wall for an hour, no, like that is the worst 150 so, calories. Yeah, that, is the, that is the worst 150 calories you can burn. <laughs> I feel great. Okay. I, I just imagine. I feel the pounds falling off. I, I imagine you remember uh, Squidward when Patrick is ordering at the Krusty Krab. Bearing he's today, like, aren't uh, and he's like, and he's like, is that for here or to go? And then. Patrick goes, oh. uh, and then he starts banging his head against the cash register. <laughs> like, he's burning a lot of calories there. He probably did that for a while. <laughs> I'll have one Krabby Patty. How original. Original. <laughs> With extra kelp sauce. Daring today, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who have not seen SpongeBob, you're missing out on a cultural movement as well as a meme farm. Please do yourself a favor and go check that out. All right, with that, 
You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour. Thank you very much for listening. If you've made it to the end of the episode, which, you know, it's not, it's not a lot of people. Like, I get it. But if you're here and you're listening to this right now, I'm sending you a virtual kiss. Oh, because thank speak, you. Speaking of kiss, a one minute kiss can burn between two and four calories, depending on how intimate it is. Oh, my God, Freyas. <laughs> two calories. I'm burning probably 10 as I sit here right now. Can, blaspheming can, over the preposterousness of these freaking <laughs> you can do two calories thank, with a kiss thanks for setting me up <laughs> i lobbed that one up to you and you just <laughs> knocked it out of the park all right you've been listening to another episode of amateur hour a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports we're here to get fired up and we thank you for listening we'll see you next time peace